You are listening to the sound of a heartbeat. This ministry exists to share the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Join us as we discover what the word of God says and how it applies to your life today. To learn more, follow us on social media at sound of a heartbeat. Hey, it's been a long time since I've done one of these. Um, But we're going to go right back into where we started off with Psalm 4. So if you've got a Bible with you, go ahead and open it. If you don't listen along, I'm going to read it. Let's read this together. Psalm 4. It's called Answer Me When I Call, written by David. Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Now, if you couldn't tell, this psalm is a lament. Um, It's a cry for help in times of trouble. And so right now, when David is writing this, he's in distress. Now, this psalm is called an evening prayer by verse 8. It says, in peace, I will both lie down and sleep. So maybe David was writing this as he was getting ready to sleep and All these thoughts of distress were running through his head, and this was his prayer. Now, this psalm is also written for public use. Uh, So the way that David was writing this was not just meant for himself, but it's meant for you. It's meant for me to pray in times of distress, that the Lord would hear our cries and that he would answer us. And so in this psalm, what are David's troubles? What's he in distress about? Well, his enemies. In verse 2 we see, he says, O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? And so how long? He's been suffering for some time. This hasn't been an easy road for him. Now, glory turned to shame, honor turned to shame. This can be interpreted in two ways. The first being that David's reputation, his honor as as king, his glory is being turned into shame, as being attacked by those who are slandering him, who are seeking to overthrow his authority or usurp it. A second interpretation is that God's authority is being slandered. When he says, how long will you love vain words and seek after lies? That phrase, seek lies, can be translated as worthless idols. How long will you seek worthless idols? 
And that would mean that his enemies are worshiping idols. And so in doing that, they are turning God's glory to shame. I think the most accurate representation of what is going on here is that David's reputation is being slandered. As he is being sought out by his enemies to be killed. Now, who are his enemies? It's very possible that this is Absalom, his son. In Psalm 3, if, if you remember, that was a while back. But Absalom is seeking to take his father's life. And so it's very possible that David is crying out to God because Absalom, in this psalm, as he is writing this, is still seeking to usurp his authority. And after this, David makes a distinction between him and his enemies. It says, but know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. So he's saying God hears him. And this is written almost implying a contrast that God isn't listening to the ungodly. Those that are seeking to harm David and take his life. Those that are slandering him and slandering God in their actions. And so here we see this lament turn to confidence in God. He starts off crying in distress. And now he's saying that the Lord hears him, that he has been set apart by God. And after this turn in the psalm, David now warns and instructs his enemies. When he says, be angry and do not sin, this has a footnote that reads, or be agitated in the ESV. According to the NASB 1995, this is best translated as tremble. Tremble and do not sin. What does that mean? That means fear God. Tremble in the face of God and do not sin. Search your own hearts. Think intently on yourselves. Be self-critical. Realize the reality of what's going on here. Who you are standing against. This is what David is saying to his enemies in these verses. When he says, sacrifice to God. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. He's essentially telling them to repent. Repent of what they're doing and turn to God because God is a merciful God. Leave your wicked ways, he's saying. Now we have a prayer for provision and for the goodness of God. In verse 6, lift up the light of your face upon us. Meaning, turn your benevolence towards us. This echoes the priestly blessing that's found in number 6, verse 24 to 26. This might be familiar to you. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Now, these words can also be translated as, the light has fled. So as he's saying, you're lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. He could also be saying, your light has fled us, O Lord. Because this immediately follows by him saying, there are many who say, who will show us some good? So God is being questioned. And so this prayer could, could mean that the Lord's light has fled. And David is asking for God's light to return to them. For his light to shine on them. However, the first interpretation that being 
lift up the light of your face upon us. Show us your benevolence. Show us your goodness. That is the most widely accepted. Echoing that priestly blessing that we read. Now in the next verse, verse 7. David writes, You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. I want you to stop and think about this for a second. He's saying to God, God, you have put more joy in my heart than they have, than my enemies have, when their grain and wine abound, when they have everything that they could ask for, when they're overflowing in blessing and possessions and the good things of life. Still, David has more joy in his heart because of the Lord. What do we take from this? Well, God's joy is better than the world's joy. David's not comparing this situation to theirs in contempt or bitterness. Instead, he's seeing the joy of the Lord as far superior and to be sought after. And if we take a step back and look at this entire psalm as a lament, he starts off crying out in distress talking about his enemies and what they are doing against him. Then he turns to confidence, saying that the Lord has set him apart. The Lord hears him. Then he rebukes his enemies. and says, essentially, repent, turn from your wicked ways. Ponder on your beds and be silent. Now he's saying that God has given him more joy than they have when they have everything they could ever need. His security is in God alone. And that leads to verse 8, the last verse. He says, In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Notice, you alone. I want you to picture what David's going through as his enemies, if it's Absalom in this case, or even during when Saul was chasing after him and David was hiding in the caves with his men in the wilderness. He was seeking out his safety among the rocks around him, among whatever that could hide him from his enemies, hide him from Saul who wanted to kill him, hide him from Absalom who also wants to kill him. But where does he say his safety is found? He says, you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. And that's the reason that he will lie down and sleep in peace. So if you read this psalm, take a step back and look at it in its entirety. Apply this to whatever you're going through right now that is leaving you in distress. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe a family member's sick. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you're tired of all the Christianese answers that you're getting 
for the trials that you're facing in your life right now. Maybe things are seeming so overwhelming. You don't possibly know how you can get through this. Maybe what you're going through has actually been brought upon you by yourself. Maybe you're facing consequences for something you did, something you said. Maybe someone sinned against you. Whatever it is, use this as your prayer and ask God to answer you when you call him. An interesting note that I think we should keep in mind as we read these Psalms that David prays when he's being pursued by his enemies or in this case, his own family. So that was a consequence given to him by God himself. If you remember when Nathan, the prophet Nathan, confronts David after his sin with Bathsheba. And Nathan says, The sword shall not leave your house. God says to him, the sword shall not leave your house. This is what that is. His son wanting to take his father's life and usurp the throne for himself. In the midst of his consequence, he's crying out to God to deliver him from it. The thing that God said would be a result of his sin that he would have to deal with throughout his entire life, the rest of his life on earth. The sword shall not depart from your house. In the middle of facing that, David is crying out to God saying, Oh God, save me from this. Answer me when I call. Deliver me from my oppressors. And what does God do? Does God stand back and say, well, I told you this would happen. You know, you, you didn't have to do that, but you, you committed that sin. You sinned against this person. You did this. You did that. So now you got to face the music. This is just the consequences of your actions. Is that what he says to David? That's not what we read in the Psalms. Does David go through these trials and are they long and arduous and painful? Yes. But does God deliver him? Yes. Now this is the, there are no words for this mercy, for this mercy of God that even in those consequences, he said would be a result of the sin of David. He is saving David from those consequences. Why? Because of his abounding love, because of his steadfast mercy, his loving kindness, his grace. And that's not just for David, that's for you too. See, when this psalm was written for public use, God was sovereign over that. The fact that Psalm 4 is in our Bibles, God is sovereign over that. The fact that you can read this and pray it to God 
in whatever distress you're in. God is sovereign over that and he has meant it. He has meant it. That you can cry out to God and that he can answer you. That you may praise him for his goodness. David says, you have given me relief when I was in distress. David says, the Lord hears when I call to him. He says, you have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. He says, in peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Let this be your prayer and take courage, take heart, because the same God that was delivering David from his distress is the same God that has given you this psalm in his word to pray to him that he may deliver you as well. So as we finish this, why don't you pray with me? for whatever situation you're in. Maybe it's for someone you know. But let's echo these words that David prayed to God and ask him to answer us when we call. O God of our righteousness, answer us when we call. We praise you for what you had done in David's life and delivering him from his distress when he called to you for help. We thank you for giving us these psalms, for giving us these words that show us of your goodness, that show us of your faithfulness to the saints of the past. And I pray for whatever situation the person listening to this right now is in. Pray that you would use this psalm to give them the words that they may not have had to ask you for help. And in the same way that you delivered David from his distress when he cried out to you, I pray that you would deliver this person when they cry out to you in the same way. As David said, the Lord hears him. O Lord, hear whoever is listening to this right now. David said, you gave him more joy in his heart than his enemies around them had when their grain and wine was abounding. Father, give this person listening more joy in their heart from you as you answer them. And as they seek peace from their distress, from their anxiety, from their troubling thoughts and emotions, cause them to dwell in safety because of Hide them under the shadow of your wings. Be their rescue. And let them lie down in peace. Let them sleep in peace. We thank you and we praise you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to this. I hope this helped you. I hope this spoke to you. Go read the psalm on your own time. Go study it. 
go read all the other Psalms too and, and pray them. The Psalms are one of my favorite things to pray because David is, is a pretty relatable man when it comes to these kinds of emotions. You, you may not have enemies trying to seek you out and kill you, but you're in distress. Or you may be joyful because God has delivered you. And that's the reason why God has given us sort to reveal himself to us and to give us a means of praying to him and seeking him by his own words. That is so powerful. So share this with someone who needs to hear it. Check out some more of these messages. I pray that God blesses you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Sound of a Heartbeat. We hope this message encouraged you. To receive each episode in your inbox, including Joel's message notes, visit any of our social media pages to find a link to join the email family. This is the best way to keep up with our content and to get in touch with us. Until next time, God bless.